gang, this episode is being brought to you by Modell's Sporting Goods, America's oldest family-owned and operated retailer of sporting goods, athletic footwear, active apparel, and fan gear. Modell's is committed to providing a convenient and compelling shopping experience for the athlete and fan in all of us. There's no better place to go to get your Christmas shopping done than Modell's. Gotta go to Moe's. Listeners, you are now on the mark. I hope all you guys out there are having a great Thanksgiving week. All the festivities, all the good food. And what a week this is for college football. This is an electric week for me, Benny, in terms of college football. Always one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's going to determine a lot to what this playoff becomes. Sure. And the college football starts really, uh, I mean, it runs all week at this point of the year. Yeah. But you got a college game Thanksgiving night, then there's the Black Friday games, Mm -hmm. and of course the Saturday games. With that big showdown, Notre Dame and USC, and we got the guy joining us, former Notre Dame great, Notre Dame running back. Julius Jones. Oh, and I couldn't be any more excited. You know, lifelong Cowboy fan. I, I remember playing with Julius Jones on Madden for many years. You know, I, I had I turned him into a Hall of Famer some of these times. <laughs> but I got to say, I'll never forget the draft day when they got him, mainly because they were so desperate for a running back. Emmett Smith had come to the end, and Stephen Jackson fell into their lap, dropped all the way down to them. They said Jerry Jones loved them. And he trades out of the pick so the Bills can draft J.P. Lossman. But Cowboys got a pretty good running back of their own. No question about it. And Julius isn't just football, man. He's got that VH1 gig, Baller Wives, where these reality TV shows are still going strong, man. And people are tuning in. And it's a big cast of former football players on that show with uh, Mike Vick, Asante Samuel, Chris Chambers. These are all very, very familiar names. Yeah, you got some big names. It's cool when they uh, when they show the lives of these ex-athletes and their wives. Because you know these athletes, not necessarily are the biggest personalities, but they, also, they have a bit of an ego to them. They have the personality, and they've been around all these personalities. So they naturally draw to those personalities. So you figure their wives are going to have some personalities too. No question about it. So, gang, we've hit a fever pitch here at the On The Mark Media Center. Get ready for this great interview with Julius Jones where we break down his show, Baller Wives, his career, the trials and tribulations of being a professional football player. And you may notice some background noise during this interview. And we had a scheduling conflict, essentially, with our leaf blower team. Emilio. Emilio, who's a great, great man. A lot of leaf blowing going on all around the On The Mark Media Center. But hey, we got the best podcast producer in the business, literally, Benny Spielberg. And he's going to subdue that leaf blower as much as he can 
during this phenomenal interview with Julius Jones. Yeah, well, part of me wanted to run my ass out there and tell Emilio to shut up for the 20, 30 minutes. I was going to run out there screaming, you fucked me, Emilio. (laughs) You fucked me this time. Listen, Emilio's just trying to get the work done before Thanksgiving. That's all it is. Right. And gang, this Julius Jones interview kind of came together last minute. And we, we work and we move on the fly for you guys. So sometimes this last-minute stuff creates some scheduling conflicts and obstacles that we just overcome. Well, Emilio was trying to work around our other editing and producing that we have to do later today. And he didn't realize Julius Jones was on the horn at that time. Yep, yep. All right. Hey, is what it is, gang. So when we get back from break, we have Julius Jones on the mark. Hand off to Jones, finds an opening up the middle, still on his feet, breaks away, 40, 35, race to the goal line, down the sideline, he's going to go all the way, touchdown. Julius Jones for the touchdown. Right here, H.B. Blades is completely unblocked in the hole, but Julius Jones simply makes him miss, Tez Morris makes him miss, and Julius Jones takes it to the house. Mitt is the fullback. Hand off to Jones. Jones finds an opening. Cuts back. Gets it a 50-45. One man to beat. Needs a block. Cuts between two men. Still on his feet. Down to the 20. Down to the 15-yard line. What a run by Julius Jones. And, and Tony, nothing but pride and one-two on that run because he probably should have been tackled a couple of times, but he just keeps his feet moving, and he sees that goal line approaching him, and that carried good for 39 yards. That's the thing that was missing from the Notre Dame offense last year was a back who was elusive with speed, and that's what Julius Jones brings to the table. They tried to rip the ball out of his hands, but he wouldn't allow it. And the Irish have it at the 15-yard line. So Jones, 142 yards in this game. All right, VIP listeners, we now have former Notre Dame running back, Cowboys running back, Seahawks and Saints running back, and baller wives, VH1 talent, Julius Jones joining us on the mark. (laughs) Julius, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. How are you? Mark, how you doing, man? Happy Thanksgiving. I'm good, man. I'm I actually just um, been in here for Philly, been in Philly here for a couple of days, and I already had to go to CVS this morning get some Robitussin. So oh man, yeah. It's, uh, it's hitting me. Yeah. But but you know what? It's all good. I can handle it. No big deal. All right, all right. Now, Julius, let me start with this VH1 Baller Wives show. Big cast there with Mike Vick, Chris Chambers, Brent Grimes, Santi Samuel, Channing Crowder. A lot of familiar guys if you follow the NFL. Um, And, you know, all with wives with big personalities. What was uh, Uh the production like behind this show? What's that whole reality TV experience like? Is there just a camera following you around 24-7? How do you deal with that? You know what, man? It was it was it was a really cool experience. Like you know, we had been approached numerous times to do a um, a reality show, and uh, you know, me and my wife were just like, you know what, the hell with it. We'll we'll try this thing out, see how it works. And it was actually man a lot more work than I expected. You know what I'm saying? Like filming days were um, pretty long, um, but the cast was really cool. We got along with every, every, at least Kelly and I. Yeah. We got along with everybody. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, I'm sure you watched the show and seen some of it. There's a lot of arguing and, 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 you know, when you put a group of dominant women with dominant personalities together, 
you know, things are going to happen. Not so much with the men. We were all cool with each other. We all know each other. But, right. you know, how it is with females, man. Sometimes it just goes that way. But that's good TV, right? Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> of course. And that's what I wanted to ask you. What is it like having those personal types of conversations with your wife, with your kids on the camera? Is that awkward to a guy like you? Or was it kind of just like, let me do this because this is what I signed up for? Yeah, pretty much, man. We we signed up for it. We told the kids, you know, um, you know what exactly was going to happen. Um, you know, we did set some stipulations in the beginning, just you know, as far as trying to keep the kids as, as you know their their lives as private as possible. Um, but for the most part, man, we just we turned it loose and 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 you know try to let everybody in on what goes on on our day to day lives and you know how we you know parent our kids and and how Kelly and I. Um, how our relationship goes. So I, I was totally cool with, with, you know, putting it out there for the world to see. I don't have anything to hide. Right. Um, I've been in the public eye since I've been playing high school football. So um, it's really not a big deal for me to be in the public public eye. My wife took some getting used to it, and the kids were really excited about it. But other than that, man, you know, it was just a little sneak peek at, at what goes on in the Jones household. Right. Now, Julius, being a guy that grew up in the South, went to college in the Midwest, what was it like marrying into a South Philly family? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying it right? every time. Every time I come to Philly, I feel like Philly. Philly has adopted me, and I have adopted Philly. Mm-hmm. I love this city. Um, at some point, I wouldn't mind living up here. Um, the cold is a little bit brutal, but you know, South Philly, man, it, it, it's 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 an interesting. It's it's a it's a beautiful place. There's a lot of characters. I'm um, sure. Um, which I love personally. I'm from the South, and, and where I'm from in Virginia, there's not much culture at all. Either you're black or you're white, or you are visiting, passing through, and that's it. So right. when I came to South Philly, man, like you know, it's just there's just so much culture, and it's it's just it's everywhere, everywhere you turn, and you meet so many different people, and you're forced to get along and have interactions with different types of people. And I think, you know, for for me and for my kids, that's necessary. So we try to come up here as much as we can so we can get some of that and, and take it back down to Florida with us. Yeah, no question. What uh what are your where are your favorite places to go when you're in Philly? What do you like to do when you're here with the family? Um, well I love gyms. Mm-hmm. Um you know, my yeah. wife my wife's got me on gyms. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite cheesesteak for sure. Uh, yep, we're getting ready to go to Reading Terminal. Uh, I'm getting ready to do that. Uh I'm ready to go see Creed after that. And you know, just I just we just enjoy walking the streets, man. Really, like yeah. we we're, we're in Florida. It's a different type of environment, and you know you have to get in the car and drive everywhere. So when we come to Philly, we stay right in the city, and we literally walk everywhere. My mother-in-law takes the kids. We walk every single place that you know we can go, and just just stuff, you know take it all in. You know, there's plenty of people to, to see, and plenty of people that you know sometimes recognize us from from the show. And, and my kids, they get really excited about that, but. You know, city life is, is um, it's a cool thing, especially from a country boy, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, there's a, there's a warm, comfortable feeling in Philly, especially in South Philly. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it, man. I've, I've never had a bad experience here, you know, and, except for the, the, the D-sized batteries that you guys used to throw at me. Oh, my God. Did you really get batteries thrown at that, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the D-sized, the big boys. Yeah, big boys. yeah, yeah, the ones you would put yeah. in, like, a remote control car or something. Yeah, 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 those, those. Other than that, man, like, so, 
when I took off the Cowboys helmet, then everything became cool. You know? Right, right. <laughs> well, you weren't the only athlete who got a battery thrown at him, so don't take it too <laughs> oh, personal. Sure. Uh, frankly, uh, I love I love this city, man. I really do. I love I love how they treat their their athletes. You know, if you're winning. They praise you if you're losing. You better get your shit together. That's you know right. What I, mean? I love it. That's I right. I love it. Now, uh, getting back to the show, uh, you had a pretty emotional conversation with your son. I saw, which I found very interesting, uh, how he was really like yearning to play football, and you yeah. have your safety concerns about the sport. Um, yeah. Where do you stand on that today? I mean, wouldn't you still consider football safer than say an MMA or a boxing? Well, you know what, man, just, just my kids, they play flag football. This is actually my first year I coached them this year in flag football, and it's crazy you're saying this because there was an article on the team that came out yesterday morning down in Miami, and, uh, you know, we went undefeated, and, and the, you know, my boys played together, they won the championship, which is really cool, man. So yeah. that was, like, one of, the, one of the biggest moments of my, you know, life is coaching my boys and having them win the championship. But it's all right. Kids want to play, and, and I'm in a, in a difficult position because they're very athletic, and you know they, they're, they're very talented, and there could be a future. But I don't know if I, if I can sit and watch them go through what I personally have gone through, as far as being injured and, and, and concussions, and you know it's 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 hard, man. And and I don't know what the future holds for me. I really don't with this whole CTE thing. I don't I don't know what the future holds for me. Right now, I'm, I feel good. Um, I don't have any worries right now, but like I said, who knows what the future holds with this stuff. So yeah. to watch them go through it and, and to know that whatever whatever happens to me could possibly happen to them, I, I don't know. So just right now, I'm not playing tackle. Um, maybe if they have an opportunity to maybe get a scholarship or something like that, then I can't really stand in the way of that. But for right now, there's no need for them to go get banged up. Yeah. Not, not, there's no, no reason for that right now. Yeah, there's definitely a, a price to pay with success in yeah. football. But yep. it seems like the way at least the professional game is changing, they're taking a lot of the physicality out of the game, but it's always going they're to be trying. it's always going to be a violent game. It's a violent Absolutely. sport in nature. I mean, Absolutely. So that's what It we, is. It is and, and and they're doing the best that they can. And and you know, as a as a defender, um it's very difficult to play defense now, which is you know, I don't feel sorry for those guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is hard to play defense right now, but especially, you know, uh, trying to sack the quarterback and, and, and things like that because these guys are paid to do a job in, at a high level, and the quarterback is, you know, they're paid to go get him. Yeah. And, you know, they're making it to where you can't really go get him. You got to – you're seeing it. Yeah. You see what happens. Sure. Like, some guys touch the quarterback and think that he's down and he's not, and – it's just it's a it's a difficult situation to be in, but I got to give props to the NFL. They're really trying to uh, you know pull the reins back and, and and keep everybody safe. But at the end of the day, uh, football is controlled violence, and yep. it will always be a violent game. And the most violent people stand out and get paid the best, most handsomely. So and what it is you, what it is, man. Would you wouldn't you say something? I do believe in this is society and people do need an outlet. For that type of thing, yeah, and yeah, to take absolutely. that out, you know, to 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 say, oh, we shouldn't have football anymore. To just take that out of society, I don't know what the no. repercussions of that are. To me, it, it seems a little no. silly. 
Nah, it, it, it is silly, man. Like, it, football is what it is. And it's not for everybody. Everybody, you know, doesn't like to watch it, and everybody can't play it. So, um, and that goes for with, with, with a lot of sports, you know, hockey, um, you know, soccer. I mean, it's soccer is becoming big major over here now, but, you know, it wasn't even thought of years ago. But right. as far as football goes, man, like, you can't take you can't take the game away. You, you, you can't do it. It's, it's not possible. It, first of all, there's there's too much money being made, and and that's that's the first thing that yeah. uh, you know the, the football will never go anywhere because it's it's the most lucrative sport um, I think in the world, and um, so it ain't going anywhere. People no. can thread and talk right. about it all day, but it ain't going nowhere. Really, uh, that that's honest. kind that's <laughs> kind of how I feel. And you know, like all these think pieces that we see journalists put together about the death of football, the demise of football. I think that's half the time just them trying to create a stir to get their name out there and to yeah, it is. It you is. know, there's and, just and, too much money and, behind it, like you said. There's yeah, there's way too much money, and you know, flag football is becoming you know, a thing with, with adults and I think that there's a league happening right now, but it's not it's not football. Right. You know what I'm saying? And of and you know, America and, and and we love we love football over here. You know, yeah. I watch it with my kids. I'm I'm obsessed with Notre Dame football. Right. Um, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't watch it or, or if I didn't have it anymore. So Yeah. Um I don't I don't think football's going anywhere. All right. Well opinion. now that you said Notre Dame, I'll segue right in Huge game against USC Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think of this big game here? And, you know, Notre Dame uh, being national championship hopefuls. Well, you know, USC is, is a um, it's a rival. We have at Notre Dame, really, you have a number of teams that, you know, are rivals. And USC is definitely one that's, you know, close to the top. Um, we don't like each other. USC has got really nothing to play for, maybe – a chance to go into a bowl game, but I think we're really looking up to not the same off kind of you know, just stick it to us. But I really don't see that happening. Knock on wood. Uh, we've got a great squad. We got a great coaching staff. Um, I really don't see them knocking us off, man. But as far as getting to that national championship, you 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 know what what what, what happens with, with Notre Dame and, and right. being a right, man, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have, to, I'm not gonna hide from it. We we make it there, and then we kind of, you know, fumble at the end. But I don't, I don't see that happening with this team. Yeah, this, this is a great team. They've been through some adversity already. Um, they seem pretty close. They seem pretty tight as far as the unit goes. Uh, the coaching staff is phenomenal. Um, I, all we need is a ticket to the dance. Yeah. And, uh, I, as of right now, I think it's we're, we're three, so we're scheduled to be in the Orange Bowl. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to that a couple years ago and took my boys to that game. We got slaughtered. Right. So as of now, if we make it to that game, I, I won't be going. I'll be watching it on TV. But if there's a national championship game, I'll be there for that. Oh, you, 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 you would have to be. You know, Notre Dame yeah. overcomes things that the SEC teams don't have to really worry about, the academic right. standards and whatnot. There's a, it's almost right. a greater accomplishment for Notre Dame to be in that top five than it is for, like, you know, an, a Clemson to be there or, or, or an Alabama right. even. They're just – it seems like they're overcoming more to stay at that Absolutely. type of level. Absolutely. Going to, going to Notre Dame is – it's it's not easy, man. Um, like, Notre Dame is not for everybody. Um, it's a great school. 
you're gonna you, you're gonna demand a lot of you, you know, on the academic side and sports side, and just as far as like being a good good human being. So, right. um, you know, if you're gonna wear that gold helmet and and represent Notre Dame, they're gonna make sure that you're representing them and yourself to the fullest. So, uh, it's just about accountability, man. And you know, in today's world, where you know nobody wants to be accountable for anything, right? Um, it's good to see universities that are still, you know, making young men into grown men and making them accountable. So yeah. that's why my, I have a love for Notre Dame, and, and I appreciate what they've done for me and who have made me as a man. And not to mention religious obligations there that other schools don't really Absolutely. deal with. Correct. Correct, man. We went to, uh, I'm not Catholic, but, um, you know, I, I learned about Catholicism my you know, entire four or five years there. Uh, we went to Mass. Um, every Saturday morning and then walk from Mass to the stadium, which is just, you know, I mean, you, you got God on your side. You leave a church and then go and play. Like, yeah. you know, you can't you can't get any more more um, spiritual and more motivated than that. You know what I mean? So of course. Just those traditions, man. Like, I, you know, I, I would love for my kids to go there to experience some tradition. I and, mean, it's the most know. iconic college football brand that there is in the world. Right. It's a global right. it brand. It is. It's, and, uh, it really is very it's well, special. Very wealthy, too. Of course. Of course. <laughs> now. It's not forget that. No, of course. But I guess all these schools are. I mean, do you think that yeah. uh, the NCAA athletes should be paid? I know that's a controversial topic, but a highly talked about topic. It is. It is. But, you know, you, at the college level, man, there's, you know, and we go back to this money thing. There's so much money being made, and I know – you know, you're getting a free education and, 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 and things like that. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. When I was there, I didn't have two, two nickels to rub together. I didn't, I didn't have any money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm from a, a, a southwest Virginia. Not West Virginia, but southern Virginia. Right. So, um, a coal mining town, and my parents, are, you know, you know, worked hard for whatever they have. And there's yeah. seven of us. So, um, you know, I'm, I come from a very humble background. And um, it would have been nice to be able to go to the mall or, or – or, or, you know, buy some stuff or take a girl out on a date or, you know what I mean? Right. But a lot of guys just don't have that. So I I won't be opposed. I know it changes everything and, and you know, with with college athletics and, and maybe the guys become them or whatever. But there's just so much being made and the athletes, I think, at some point should get a piece of that pie. I mean, the education is, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you know how much money is being uh, made in, yeah, yeah. in the NCAA. And, you know, not just football. I think, you know, all the athletes, man. I mean, right. There's, there's a lot of time put into being a student athlete. A lot of time goes into being a student athlete. you got to be very focused. And um, it would be nice to have some sort of compensation yeah. is all I'm saying. No, of course. And getting back to that whole football thing, there are sacrifices being made, especially yeah, dur- especially during your era. And, and you know, of, yeah, of course, man, still, you, you of course, still. You get banged but... up and you get, you get banged up in practice. You know, say you go out to practice. See, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, you go to practice in, in football, and I've seen more careers ended in practice than in games. Of course, football's you know a I mean? practice sport. You get better in practice. Yeah. Baseball yeah. is a game sport. You get better in the game. Right. I mean, of course, you're practicing, but you you get my drift. Yeah, and, and and guys are banging in practice and in training camp, and, trying to make a you know, name I've seen for themselves. Busted up and yeah, Achilles torn, and you know careers are ended in practice. And, and you know what do you have to show for that? Right. Uh, of course, you get your education in college, which is which is is beautiful. But you know, 
you put four years of your life on the line and um, you, you, you didn't get paid, you didn't make any money. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you do? Yeah, multiple do do? multiple just, surgeries. It's, right, it, that's why right. it's such a it, it's such a hot topic that really uh, they've been trying to come to an I think they've been trying to come to an answer on and they just keep kind of talking in circles about it. Yeah, it's you know man, it's 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 a very really tough situation, but it's going to take some serious sit down and, and figuring out like what can be done and um, to rectify the situation because right now, um, you know I think the college athletes are um, not getting. Um, Compensated, or, or I, I think I think they should be getting compensated. Yeah. Let's just say okay. That. All right. We'll leave it there. Hopefully, hopefully, when my kids are there, yeah, right. At Notre Dame, I'm putting that out there right now. Yep. I'm, be, I'm a believer in positive energy, so I'm putting it out there. Uh-huh. My kids are at Notre Dame. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be getting paid legally. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> now, uh, Joyce, when I was combing through your career, it brought me back to a memory. I, I watched, uh, I remember watching this Thanksgiving Day game against your brother Thomas, and you yeah. ended up winning that MVP of that game, and they yeah. gave you that galloping gobbler trophy. Galloping gobbler. <laughs> and I guess you had oh, to bite yeah. into the turkey leg at some point. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. still have that? Galloping Gobbler trophy in your possession. That yes, that is in um, that is in a storage unit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's secure. It's um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they give out the same one that they gave out when when I was, you it, know, um, when I played. But I think I think the one that I have is is pretty cool. Man. Was it the, the one that look looked like steel? It. Like the turkeys made of steel? That no, no, mine, mine was more like looks like more of like a cartoon. Okay, you know all right, I was it's, picturing it's that one like, too. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. Mine looks about. like more like a like a cartoon, like the old school. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, this, yes, this new I one like that. that. Is more of a it's more of a trophy, but mine's more of a just a like uh, uh, I don't know something for kids to look at. And yeah, want yeah. To grab and touch and hold. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I mean, what kind of bragging rights did that put in your family to that Thanksgiving Day game um, against your brother, and, and oh, you went off? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went off on that game, <laughs> but, for, but for us as a family, um, you know, family sit and watch that game every year, mm-hmm. and you know, especially for my parents to have both of their sons playing in that game. Not once. We did it like two. Two times, I believe. Right. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing feeling for them, just to, to watch them be so proud and and um, you know they work their asses off just to provide for us as children and and you know I'm a parent now, so I respect the hell out of them for just being a parent and and parenting the right way. And, yeah. And you know we're friends now, but when we were younger, they were parents first. Yes. And then friends after. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? That. I do. So I respect the, the hell out of them for that, and you know always ask them not how. You raised seven children, but why? Right. I mean, I got two right now, and they're they're bust, busting my balls every day, man. Like, how <laughs> do you do it? With, why Why would you go with seven? Right. <laughs> Maybe times were a little simpler then, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? They were, and I I'm, and I come from a simple part of the country, and I have simple values, and I'm appreciative of you know family and and you know things like that, man. And I, I just try to relate to relay that to my kids in, in a world where material things mean so much and you know who follows you and who likes you all that shit means so much more than, than what it should right. um, I mean you gotta think about it man like I tell the kids all the time 
I'm sure how old you are. I'm 37, but how I was raised, you don't, you were raised not to follow anybody. And now today, well, it, it matters how many people follow you online. Uh, don't get in cars with strangers. Well, shit, you're getting Ubers every single right, day. Right, 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 right. Like all, the thing, all the things that we learned as a kid are completely and utterly, like, don't mean anything. I know. You know I know. It's 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 really ironic the way uh, society has changed, how people will measure your value on yeah. how many follower how, how many followers you have right. on Instagram or Twitter. It's crazy, man. It's wild. It's crazy. Kanye West really actually recommended a great idea. He said, Man, that should be a hidden number. There's no reason to have that and, and the CEO of Twitter said that's something they'll look into and consider. Really? And I think that's a good that's, idea, man. That's one of the that's one of the things I'll agree with with uh, with Kanye. Yeah. I'll agree with him on that one. <laughs> well, he's an out, he's an outspoken guy with a, with a he lot is. of a uh, lot of ideas, and really he always has yeah. been. So never change yeah. Kanye. Now, right, right. what do you think of the uh, current Cowboys running back wearing your old number of twenty one, Zeke Elliott? Personally, I think he's I think doing he's it justice. Phenomenal. I say that. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's hit his stride now. He really is right now and, and from what I haven't met him from what I hear um, he's a great teammate um, but he's overcome some things you know things happen and it's all about how you how you um, come out of it and um, you know as a young guy in the, in the, in the league Dallas being drafted to Dallas is not easy man like I mean there's a lot of things that come with being the Dallas Cowboys running back especially you know when you come in as a rookie um, it's tough it's tough I mean it's a great job but you know you, you, that star means literally like you are a star and you have the entire world watching every single move that you do. And um, I'm not sure if he had that at Ohio State. We get that at Notre Dame. Right. <laughs> right. Of course. Of you know course. What I mean? So I went in there. I went in there like prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? I went in there prepared because being at Notre Dame, you're on national TV every single week, and everyone knows who you are. And you don't even have to have a name on the back of your jersey. That's that's how special the place Notre Dame is. Absolutely. So, you like how you like how I, you like that segue back y- into the Yes, like yes, that. yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Because you know, with that whole lineage of just you know Jerome Bettis and the Tim Browns, yeah. the Joe Montana, yeah. it's just an unbelievable lineage. So how could you not be proud of it? Right. You Absolutely, know what I mean, man. It's, it's, it it made me who I am today. I mean, my my, my years at Notre Dame were, um, you know. I went through some things in Notre Dame. I don't know if you know. I got I, I, I got suspended for an entire year. I had to reapply to come back into Notre Dame. Um, I sat out and went to school to Arizona State for a year. They recruited me to play football there. I'm like, nah, I got started. I got to go back and finish what I started. And, um, you know, I went back to Notre Dame my senior year. Didn't play until, like, the fourth or fifth game. Um, coach put me in the fourth. I think it was the fifth game against Pittsburgh, and it ended up breaking the school record for yards. And then, you know, the rest was history, man. So, you know, life is adversity, man, and and, and there's different paths to wherever you want to go. Right. And everybody thinks you got to take the same path, and, you know, if, if this goes wrong, then my career and my life's over. No, no, you get up, man, you keep trying, and you, you go the other way. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what I did, and um, that's life. How close that's was life. that Arizona State thing to happening? 
Um, nah, that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed going there for a uh, for a year. Um, right. It's a whole different environment. <laughs> yeah. Different environment I always say my biggest regret is not going to Arizona State. And my, uh, and that's my you, my favorite logo was their, the Sparky Devil logo and the history behind yeah. that. And now I didn't go to Arizona State. I have no ties to Arizona State, even though I love that Herm Edwards is the coach there right now. Uh, I got an Arizona State Sparky the Devil tattoo just because I like that Sparky the Devil so much. (laughs) I was my first day. I think my first day of class there. You know, I'm coming from Notre Dame, where it's just you know it's all school, and you know you got you know the, the the there's a bunch of smart people at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of smart people at Notre Dame, so. My first day at Arizona State, I'm off in a class, and I'm watching people rollerblade, specifically the young college girls. They're roller, <laughs> rollerblading to uh, school in, in bikini tops. And I'm oh, like, Hold my on. God. I'm looking for the cameras. I'm like, is there a movie here? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and that's exactly why I wanted to go there, Julius. I wanted to look yeah, at yeah, all yeah. those pretty yeah. girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was a little bit late to class that day. Yeah. That. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's crazy, you know, but I'm not surprised, and that's essentially what I've envisioned about the place, and that's why I regret not going. (laughs) It is a party school. It's a good school, but it is a party school, I'll tell you that. Now, I got to ask you about a a guy that I really admire that you played for in Bill Parcells. What was that experience like for you? Anything that stuck out with Bill? Bill, um, Bill had a lot of Thing. And I find myself using them with, with my kids today. Um, small ball and tall grass, that means you lost. Yeah. Um, that's the number one one I use. Um, but a good story with Coach Parcells is uh, he, he does not like rookies. Right. right? Especially the first, the first pick. So each year the first pick, um, he kind of tortures him. And I was the first pick, so he, he kind of tortured my life until I started playing. And it didn't help. That I got hurt. I broke my scapula and I missed the first eight weeks. Yes. So that did not help. I was almost like, you know, a ghost around there. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Like, nobody wanted to look at me. Oh, it's worse. Yeah. So I come back, and um, uh, the next day of practice was my first day with pads on. So, you know, I'm getting the ball, I'm getting the carries, and, and everybody's like hitting me, even after the play. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? And right. Like, running back's close, close to over. He's like, look. Like they don't want to do this, but he's making them hit you. Like oh, after the play, wow. everybody's just peeing off on me. Yeah, yeah. Just to get my mind right. To see yes, what kind of, see what kind of player he's really see how got. How you respond? So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Coach Barcells in a nutshell, man. And everything he did was was calculated and for a good reason. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't know if the players could handle him these days. Right. I don't think it's a different type of player now, but um, I had the utmost respect for Coach Barcells. Yeah, and. Uh... That's kind of like a similar thing that they're saying about the Raiders coach John Gruden right now. Can these players yeah. handle him? And uh, yeah. you know we're gonna you know yeah. they're in that rebuild now, so we're gonna find out. But right. uh, there's I, there's definitely once he some... gets his guys and you know these, these some of these coaches like to have their you know guys in quotation marks their guys there, and um, you know we'll see how it goes. He is a fantastic coach. Well, hopefully these players can. Um, you know, respond to him like he's because he's got a lot of knowledge, man. Yes, he's got he does. a lot of knowledge, and it'll be a shame for them not to be able to uh, take that knowledge in just because they can't really understand his coaching strategies. Right. 
Um, I mean, hopefully he, that works out for them. He's going to put guys in positions to make big plays and hence right. get paid. So, I mean, they'd be crazy right. not to listen. Now, Julius, yeah. would, would you consider yourself a Bill Parcells guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Um, definitely. Parcells is – got to be a tough tough mentally. And yeah. that's, that's the first thing. you got to be mentally tough to, to play for him and, and, and be around him because – that's what he requires out of you know his players to be mentally tough, and uh, you know I was very fortunate to, to play for him and, and play for a lot of the the Bill Parcells guys. You got Vinny Testaverde, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean these are the guys. Uh, Eddie Eddie George, who's, he was there with me. Who's an um, actor now, Eddie uh, George? Right, he's into the media yeah. and the whole theater thing, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's got a commercial right now that I laugh. We must have around about fifty times. Was that yeah. a Dr Pepper commercial? Uh, or NCAA yeah, 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 or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I love that commercial. <laughs> yes, yes, I did see that. It was a good commercial. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. like, who who was your favorite teammate that you ever played with? Was, was Eddie one of those guys, or? Oh man, God, that's a, that's a tough question, man. Like, I, I was fortunate to be on some really good teams, really good locker rooms. Um, you know, T.O. was a really good teammate. Um, you know, despite of you know, what, what media and, and all that stuff. Said. Right. You know, he got a bad rap. He was really a great teammate. Um, I've, I've been on really, really good teams, man, down in New Orleans and in Seattle, even though we weren't as good as we wanted to be in Seattle. Um, all those guys, DM, uh, Branch, you know, I mean, you know, all these guys. I, I've, been, I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate to be around some really cool guys and really good teammates. Yeah. No, of course. And, uh, I'm sure you still keep in touch with a lot of these guys. Are uh, any of them, you know, do any of them reach out to you and say, hey, man, let me get on Baller Wives next season or what, anything like that? Yeah, they, they reach out, but, um, you know, they, yeah, they do. They do reach out. A lot of them saw it and a lot of them, because I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. Right. You know, I didn't tell anyone I was going to do it. I just wanted them to kind of be surprised, but. I got all the calls and I got jokes for a little bit and ridiculed and all that stuff. But <laughs> you know, guys really, guys really do support each other in, in the NFL, and that's, you know, it's a, it's a good deal. There's some really good guys, especially down in New Orleans. I find myself, I know one day, especially after that week. Um, yep. There's a lot of good people down there, and <laughs> man, that was a hurt, and they put on the Eagles. <laughs> That was maybe just just overmatched. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's you know you you hate to say that about a different level right now. Yeah, and you hate to say that about a team who's coming off of a Super Bowl and a team who a lot of top uh, journalists, pro football focus, they graded them out as a a top ten NFL roster. Now I don't necessarily subscribe to all the pro football focus stats and theories, but. I mean, something's off, and uh, you just don't necessarily yeah. know where to point the finger. You, you, I mean, you really can't point it anywhere. It's just, I, I told my wife this last year after they won. I said, you know, um, I said it's not easy being at the top, you know, and, and everybody hates the Patriots except for the people who love them, but you got to respect the fact that those guys are, you know, close to the top every single year and because it's, it's not easy. It, it really is not easy. To me, the it's teams the, break up after the Super Bowl. Um, you know, more money needs needs to be paid out to certain guys, and, and teams break up. And you know, there's there's one team that's been doing it and been at the top since 2004, and it's you know Brady and Belichick and the Patriots. So um, nobody likes them. It's 
except for the New Englanders, but, you know, you got to respect them. Oh, you have to. I mean, it's the most improbable yeah. dynasty ever. In an era where yeah. the the format of free agency and all isn't really designed for a dynasty. Uh, right. The, the, the fact, the improbable improbability of staying healthy at key positions, always, which yeah. never seems yeah, to happen. they find a way. You know what I mean? They find a way. And, scrappy, uh, scrappy people. Yes. It just, I mean, it's... They they do everything to the top of the standard. It, it's yeah. unusual. I don't think we'll ever even see it yeah. again. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it, it's you know, I'm not sure how much longer they'll be able to do it. But um, you know, as a player and, and you know, competing against them, um, you know, I do have respect for you know how they operate. No um, question. I mean, just they, they do things their way. And, that's, and it seems to be working. <laughs> the Patriot way. Just the improbability yeah. of Tom Brady's age and how he's playing. I mean, we, we don't yeah. see quarterbacks like this, uh, you know, nah. play into their mid-40s. Nah. It's unheard and, of. And honestly, man, like, you know, you, you, you go in there with a little bit of skill and knowing how to run routes and, and you know, he's going to turn you into an absolute star. I know. Uh, at the receiver position. And he does it year after year after year after year. And, um you know, he's he's you got to give him the respect that he deserves. In so, your eyes, is he the is he the best quarterback to ever play the game? One hundred percent. Yeah, that's where I'm at. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And you know, the numbers don't lie, and um, he's still putting up numbers. And you know, he's he doesn't he does he never has a super team. He yeah. doesn't. He's never been blessed with a super team. Like you know, we've we've had a super team in Dallas, and we didn't get it done. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we, teams still, they're putting guys together. They're making these teams. He doesn't need that. Right. You know, just give him some people who want to play ball, and he'll, they'll go figure it out. And that's what I respect about him. And that's why I think he's the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's special. Well, Julius, yeah. I know your time's strapped. We'll just leave you with this rapid-fire segment. I'm going to throw something at you. You give me your response. Real simple. All right, cool. All right. I got you. Favorite musician. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I like bands, man. I'm just, uh, of course, I love hip hop. I like bands. Okay. Uh, I love Rolling Stones. Rolling oh, Stones. Oh wow, that's a great friggin' yeah. choice right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You said you were going to see Creed. I liked Creed one, and I heard Creed two was incredible. So your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Coming to America. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> favorite dinner? Ooh, man. Uh, you know, I've been to South Philly a lot, man. Been uh-huh. to South Philly a lot. Yep, I like the chicken cutlets. I like the chicken cutlets and the mashed potatoes and that corn on top, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right, now your uh, your favorite sports team, but you can't give me any team you played for. So you could go okay. basketball on. Me. Oh, uh, uh, um, it's it, it's a split. Can I can I be split here? Sure. I'm a, I'm a Laker and a, and a Yankee, man. I'm All a Laker right. and a Yankee. We I didn't have any we didn't have any teams in Virginia where I'm from, so yeah. I chose Yankees and I chose uh, Lakers. I, I totally get it. Favorite yeah. vacation spot? Uh, Las Ventanas in Cabo. Okay. I just got back from Cancun, actually. It's not quite Cabo, it but uh, it was my first time down hey, there. It's, it's, they, they treat you right there, too. Oh, yeah, no question. <laughs> it, it, was, it was really beautiful. Yeah. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, Jameson. Jameson. Neat? Yeah. Okay. Neat. Right. Yes. Gotta be neat. 
Yes, I got gotcha. you. All right. Got to be me. All right. I said, I'm the black Irish man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, is that what you were black, telling them at Notre black Dame? Black Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Julius, man, we really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so All much right, for brother. joining us on the mark. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the city. Enjoy the family time. I, I really can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Hey, no problem, Mark. Thanks for, for thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Thank you, man. Oh, man, Benny Julius Jones came up bigly. Very, very bigly. Great interview. Great guy. As down-to-earth as can be for playing for two of the coolest football organizations the world has ever known, seeing success at the highest levels, doing his thing on VH1, raising a great family, Tremendous guy, and I'd love to have him back on the show sometime. Yeah, it was an honor and a pleasure to have him on, really. He's, you know, somewhat of a childhood hero. Uh, I've been a huge Cowboys fan my whole life, and it was awesome having the guy on to talk to us. Yeah, it really was. And what better time, what better week to have him on than when the Cowboys play their, you know, their Thanksgiving Day game and when his alma mater, Notre Dame, has got that huge game Saturday night against USC. What better and more fitting week to have this guy on it timed out perfectly for us and hopefully you know his teams do well for sure i'm you, you know we're pulling for them absolutely on both sides and we got many vip listeners who are right on board with that right on board with that it's an exciting week of football it's an exciting week of sports but more importantly it's a great week to spend with family and friends and loved ones and looking forward to all the activities of the christmas season coming up and putting a a you know a a great close to 2018. Absolutely. Hopefully, you know, while Julius is still in town, maybe we can meet up with the guy and, you know, do something in person. He's an entertaining guy. I, mean, I know. You know, he's laid back, but he's entertaining. I'd love to get him on a coffee review. Now that would be something. I think yeah. the, the VIP listeners would really enjoy that. Absolutely. Well, gang, we hope you have a great rest of your week. We hope your holidays were all you wished for. And we hope you enjoyed this interview with Julius Jones here on The Mark. So until next time, gang, we love yous. We will talk to you soon. You are now off the mark.